Blog Talk Radio. of the Cricket Show. We apologize for our absence last week, but through no fault of ours, we were unable to take 
send any messages to you folks around the world, but we're here this evening and we're going to make up for it. We are extremely sorry for what happened last week, but you know, in life, we have disappointment sometimes. Be with us. Just want to welcome each and every one who are on board with us tonight, and we can just go right into God's presence in our house tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you. We thank you for bringing us back to our usual selves so that we can have another show. We pray that we will go on without any interruption. We also pray that you will bless the ones who made it possible over the years, those who did so financially and those who do so otherwise. We are grateful for anything that anyone has done for this show to make it possible. We're going to make up for our absence last week, Lord, by your help. We thank you for the ones who are sick and shut in, and we ask particularly your help in bringing them back to their normal sense. Namely, Natu Patel, David Christian, we Dr. Leroy Lashley, incidentally, he should be back into the hospital tomorrow, Lord, for some other surgery, Lord. We just pray for him and his dear daughter, Lisa. We pray for Bobsy Nisbet and her daughter, Murchis. We pray for Connie Whitley, Elimat, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, and El Comido Willett, Lord. We pray for Dr. Roger Brown, Wentworth, Gobrel, Telbert, Duane, Saran, and my sisters and brothers over there in New York. We pray for Dennis Kelman, Joseph Gunsra, Mona Daniel, Dr. Eugene Francis, Fillmore Holtwike, Earl Stevens, and Linford McKenzie. We pray for the ones who have not expressed their concerns, Lord, but are struggling with ill health. We pray for anything that is not right in this world, Lord. Just make it right. Lord, we are grateful for our presence here this evening, and we are thankful to be back on the year this week to bring you the wonderful message that we carry each and every week. Lord, you are grateful, and we are happy for your helping us in fulfilling our aim of spreading the word of around the globe, Lord. We are going to be asking your help and let us have this show go on without any interruption. And we trust in your precious name that you'll help us to do so. Thank you again, Lord, in your precious name we pray. We're going to ask our brother, Dennis, to be in with us. Dennis, and we ask our sister lady, passing over in England, and then we ask Murchis and and John to come in and give say hello to their wonderful friends and well wishes. So, Dennis, why don't you go first? Hello there, um, Liam. Hello and welcome to all our listeners wherever you are in the world. This is the Cricket Show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the cricket show. You can call us at one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. That's one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. Call us to join in the conversation, or you can send us an email to the cricket show at comcast.net. The cricket show at comcast.net. Join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. 
Thank you. Back to you, Leon. Yes, why don't you come on in, Hyphen? We know we missed you. Hey, hello and good evening, everyone. Just let me first of all say Happy New Year to you all. And I wish you God's blessing for this year. And just to everyone who's listening, nice to have you on the show this evening. You know we're going to have a wonderful time. We won't worry about the past. This is something new. It's been today, and today's going to be great. So we're looking forward to a wonderful show. So bless everyone. Let's get on with the show. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us about your wonderful parents over there celebrating some milestones. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do you make this? Please, please, please. 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 Good night. And Happy New Year to each and every one of you. We are welcoming you all to the show, the Cricket Show, and we are having a full package here for you guys to enjoy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Donald, why don't you let us hear your voice, lovely voice over there in New York, New York? Yes, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the Block Talk Radio, the Cricket Show. Glad to have you with us. Good evening to Leon, to Dennis, to Murtry, to Harrison, those who have joined Good us so far. Looking forward to hearing from Audley and Virgil and Iva later on. Good Amen. evening, everyone. Welcome Good to the evening. show. Well, before we... We are waiting for Coach to come on, but Dennis, we have a surprise package for all our fellow panelists and our listeners abroad because we should be having the legendary. You know who? Dennis? Legendary. Legendary. Lawrence. Don't do too much of shock, you know. <laughs> no, I want to be a little. Little uh, <laughs> before yeah. the coach comes on, of course, we have a few things to just items to talk about, and we should just get on together. Dennis, why don't you go first? Give me what you have, and then I'll come on to because my list is long. Yeah. And, and he... just a brief, just a brief rundown of the uh, you know, show's presentation today. We hope. The Coach's Corner will be with us shortly, and then the birthday and anniversary hour with uh, Audley Watson, uh, followed by Focus on the Laws of Cricket, uh, presented by Donna Brown, and a review, a brief review of the cricket reports from the cricket show during the last year, and then the ICC 2023 awards has been announced, that's the awards for all those exciting players, all those exciting events and occurrences, all those who shone uh, in the last year of ICC cricket tournaments. Uh, We will uh, likely, we hope, have time to tell you about the players of the month who have been elected for the month of November 2023. 
uh, Bangladesh. They lost their ODI and the T20 series in New Zealand. South Africa and India uh, played to a finale where India and South Africa both show their progress. Uh, Pakistan men's test team, they were fighting for their pride in the third test match with Australia. We'll have an update on those for you. And of course, time permitting once more, a little bit about the big bash league in Australia, the men's version, and then the New Zealand Super Smash tournament. We have those and of course, other stories in the bank, time permitting, but we know how things are once we get going. We may not have all the time to bring all those stories to you, but we hope we can. Anything further from you, Leon? Otherwise, yes. I can give us some. Go ahead. Focus laws tonight again, and of course, we have one of our lovely ladies going to be presenting tonight, and they have to that. Well, of course, you, you touched most of the items, but there's some uh, reorganization that is being taken place in the Caribbean cricket. The CWI announced those a little later as well. And mm-hmm. we, we have the, the fixture list for the CPL has been published, as well as the I- T20 World Cup for next year is also being published. And the under-19 the World Cup, which will start on the 19th of January, we also are giving you details of that as well. And, of course, we'll tell you all we can about some things that are happening in Western East Cricket and what is happening over there in South Africa. South Africa will be sending a team, which some people will be. is a below-par team in terms of their standards. But what we know about that is that you never know from this, this set of players that are going to New Zealand they arise from stars, so give them an opportunity. And anything that comes out, we're going to be talking to the great Lawrence Ray. Roe, as we said, he's having a big event over here in the U.S. of A., and we're going to be telling you about we got news coming out of the Western East that the Western Scripted Board President, he has, uh, what what's he done to Mr. Riley? He has sanctioned Mr. Riley from from talking out of turn. You don't say anything before they announce. Don't speak in the public like that. But anyway, we'll go into that. And of course, the big news, Dennis, is that we're going to be focusing on, we're going to have a brief review of 2023. That said, we have a great, a great coach on board with us. I'm going to say good night to you, Coach. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the uh, Coach's Corner segment of the show, the Cricket Show USA, the Cricket Hall of Fame USA, and the American Cricket Education Council, ACEC, is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coaches Corner. The objective of the Coaches Corner is to provide coaching, education, and expert views, opinions, oral and practical assistance 
while helping to educate those seeking to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coach's Corner will run from 6.15 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will feature Jatin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer and Multi-Sport Coach Administrator and Director of the Cricket Hall of Fame. Good evening again to you, Coach, from me. Good evening. All right, Coach, I know we've covered a few topics during the previous, the end, well, let's say the previous 2023 cycle. And now, just as we're wrapping things up, I wanted to uh, just take a brief look back at one or two of the topics that we've covered uh, so far up to this point. And the first one out of the door is uh, frustration. That's a topic we dealt with previously. But, Coach, for review, what causes frustrations in sporting situations and more specifically in cricket? There are multiple things or multiple types of frustration. But the most of them very highly depends on your expectation or what you want to achieve or what you want to do. We always say to succeed, you do what you love to do and like to do. But unfortunately, this thing, when it's controlled by someone else, means you are not in a power or you are not in a position to execute your own ambitions or your own dream. But someone else dictate your actions. For example, you want to bowl the first over, but it's not within your capacity. It will be decided by the captain and coach and maybe the team plan and so on. So what happens here is the frustration becomes automatic. When you are carrying or when you are living with too many expectations, you have set for different type of goals which is not within your control or capacity. And when the thing does not happen, it automatically changes your mood, you're getting emotional, and that is where it stands, this frustration comes in place. The majority of the frustration does come for this one reason. The things are not happening the way you are thought, the way you are thinking, or the way it's happening. And because of that, it's unstable your mind. The frustration is nothing but a huge distraction from the whatever you want to achieve or to do. And eventually, when you go a little bit longer in frustration, means you are stressing out for a reason, and that can force towards the failure. Thank you, Coach. Uh, frustration, Coach, is visible in many life situations. But is it possible to control or to avoid it? It's unfortunately not as a human being. If I have to define the frustration, it's uh, being uh, something happened. Whether you are not able to means there is an inability involved, right? 
you are not able to prove the capacity to do something. It uh, doesn't uh, uh, go well against your will, right? So it's the frustration is nothing but a feeling of being upset, annoyed. Or sometimes you can say, this is what I want to do, but did not happen. And because of that, you drag into the frustration. And that is a more common in a normal life also. Again, the mood changes. The mood controls the mind. Mind controls your body. When somebody is upset, you can see the body language, which is the most importantly, I will say, the physical shape of your body. Let's say you are smiling all the time, but when something goes wrong, it is automatic as a human nature. Then you will feel stressing out. You are not in a happy mood anymore. You are concerned about something going on and did not go well the way you thought. And because of that, the body language, the way you look, the way you stare, the way you act physically, all can change. One of the frustration I can say, let's say you work all season hard and you're coming down to the last game and selection is on the edge. If you don't perform today, you'll not be selected for national team. Believe it or not, I have seen this frustration. I have experienced it. When batsmen fell, they go towards the dugout. They usually throw the bats. They throw the helmets. You can see the physical body expression. You can visually see the normal people acting crazy, angry, madness. Anything can happen. So what the frustration is drag you can be easily the first sign of a frustration is definitely their facial expression, we call it. All right? Second one is definitely the way they are thinking. Means if you are in front of this frustrated person, you're trying to talk with them, believe it or not, they will not be able to keep the eye contact with you, number one. Number two, while we're talking, they are not giving attention to you because there's so many things are going on under that frustrated mind. Top of that, if you leave a room or open space to this person who is already in the frustration stage, they will act abnormal. When I say abnormal, means they might be jumping, they might be kicking, they might be throwing. They might have a big face. Sometimes they start talking crap, we call it, bad language, right? It, it, anything can be happen. But it's as they say, it can happen to not just a player, as a normal human being too. And it's very hard to control unless you are fully prepared with the mindfulness. Okay, Coach, let's look at confidence, Coach. Can coaching influence a player's confidence? The confidence is uh, both ways, I call it. But yes, one strength is definitely there are a lot of coaches who help the player to give this confidence. Confidence is nothing but it's your own feeling. In other words, I will say, it's a how you believe yourself. 
in your own capacity, right? You need to have the really good confidence in you. And that can be instilled. Yes, it can be done through the coaching and mentoring. But even though I will say it's heavily rely on the individual itself, whether it's a player being as a human being, because when somebody's talking, mentoring to you, it's all about gaining that confidence. Gaining means you are getting into a mode or in a moment where you feel in a great comfort. You start believing that I can do it. And that is the beginning. And once you start with that self-confidence, you go to the execution day, which is maybe game or tryout or something. You need to have that attitude. I will do it. And that is what this self-confidence does. There is a, a normal say, I can say, everyone knows that. That experience is the best teacher for the learning. But at the same time, self-confidence is the key to success. Underconfidence or lower confidence will not be let you perform to your potential or to your willingness. And the overconfidence, which we usually normally see in a normal life, is the killer. When someone is living with the overconfidence, he will not be able to succeed. And that is where many teams fail. They believe, okay, we got the day. We can turn around this game. It's in our within reach. We can even roll over to the other team, that kind of attitude. And unfortunately, they collapse and they lose it. And that is what we call confidence comes with the thin line. You don't want to live under confidence. You don't want to go out and do anything with overconfidence. But the self-confidence in a controlled manner is the key for the success. Uh, thank you, Coach. Leon, if you're listening, any uh, information, any input? Are you hearing me? Yes, go ahead, yes. Leon. We're here. Yes. Um, frustration, confidence. Um, a captain and a teammate work through the plan. And they agreed on a certain uh, route to follow. And then uh, a person who is supposed to execute that plan goes contrary to what they agreed on. How do you handle that? And try and correct it. It uh, comes with the, some uh, practical experience, we call it. means you have to be grinded into a game-based training. We call it game sense training, let's say. And if not, then you need to have a lower category or lower order games. We Sometimes we call it the intra-squad games or some practice game or some friendly games. And this is the where the environment sets those standards to see player is able to carry that self-confidence in a good manner, we call it. But if there is a lack of confidence, if the person is living with the low confidence or having the overconfidence, now these are can be resolved by practically involved with the good player on the other side. When you have 11 players, there is always someone out there who carry the strong self-confidence and others don't. Number two, 
the person who is a senior, most likely, I will say, because of their uh, uh, maturity, they are more in a position to control the self-confidence. And if you let this player to play with that player or to be on the field with them, it's a huge because this is the player can transform and give the enough tools they needed so the person who is not in a great control of self-confidence can improve their capacity. And it's definitely one more thing happens is what we have seen the any good team who is already doing performance really well and as soon as you see a newcomer is coming, someone is not much experienced in the international level or something. Someone is not exposed to the high-level competition or something like that. And they all of a sudden join those 10 good guys who are kind of champion. The number 11 turns out to be the good performer because it's living in the middle of the team where everyone has a good amount of self-control. And the confident way is to go is this person believes that I need to execute what others expecting from me. At the same time, when you're living with this team situation, like in this example, if you have 10 good senior players and one rookie comes into the team, this person has a lot of relaxed mood. It's not about performing here now. Do your best what you can, because that is what his teammates going to tell him. Can you do what's your best or what you're able to do it or what you're capable to do it? Instead of demanding the mature players who are good at self-confidence, they usually instill or motivate or inspire this player to do well at his own capacity. And that is the biggest thing. So when it comes, it's definitely important where you're putting this player in a situation where they are getting level of confidence. It's technically from the others as well as from your teammates. And definitely there's a one third part of the confidence is coming from the game situation itself. Thank you, Coach. Leon, do you want to follow up or shall I proceed? No, I'll proceed. Uh, Coach, how does mental health contribute to a player's con- level of confidence? The mental health, mental fitness, mental toughness, these are the few different words. But eventually, if you look at everything is attached to control your mood side. Also, it has a real big impact based on what you have in your thought process, which is heavily rely on decision-making. It's a heavily rely on what you're thinking and how you're going to end up to change your moods and emotions. And combining all those, I will say, to control the mind becomes the most important part of any athlete in any sport. Because the word is simple. Your mind controls your body. So if you want to do something well, you've got to start controlling the mind. That's the one thing. Number two is not about controlling mind. It's a making a appropriate or adequate decisions at the right time on a needed basis to make sure you are able to execute without fear and worry. And that is the where this mindfulness becomes most important to have it. 
more you know more you understand that's how you can become a better player by making good decision quick decision effective decision at the right time All right coach segue into another topic which is closely related to the confidence anxiety coach what are the most common signs of anxiety in an athlete well it's again a part of the frustration right but it has a little bit difference if i have to uh uh call it a differentiate between the frustration and anxiety is about feeling right again we are going that moods and emotion which is forcing your feelings frustration does end up with some sort of output as like a body language and the reaction is a completely different than anxiety i can tell you why when you have the person frustrated they are not trying to swallow or press the situation to go away from the stress and they just want to throw out everything they have in their head or thought process to be explore means somebody can see somebody can feel somebody can uh experience or somebody can visually see what's going on anxiety is other way around it's not coming out but you constantly feeling the nervousness on is typically you feel like something is uncertain for you you are concerned about too much fear and worry and because of that you are living under the stressful situation and the because of that you are distracted with so many other things that force you under the anxiety it is not easy to get out unless you really know what you need to do visually caro unease or typically uncertain situation come out of it find the survival moment find the survival way find the thing you can do to survive from that moment once you get out of it you need to control your two things is the fear and the worry part about the outcome and how to set the mindset to do whatever it takes the effort matters that is the key you cannot keep thinking 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 something without executing that idea sometimes people take a lot of time to think that process we call it overthinking and when the overthink happens you are definitely headed to anxiety and anxiety can take over everything you may have it can end your career it can put you in a stressful zone and the worst part in today's world when the person living with anxiety and not able to control or suppress this anxiety they ends up in depression 
And when you go towards the route of depression as a treatment, I will say it's a very hard to bounce back because that's a weaker mental health situation. You are not able to control or dictate your own mind and thought processes. So anxiety is a little bit different than frustration. Frustration can be for a time, maybe short time, maybe longer time, but you can get over with it, where anxiety cannot go away until you become too strong and without getting into the too much stressful or depression situation, then you can tackle the anxiety. All right. So, Coach, let's talk about performance. What are the factors to consider in order to improve performance? Again, the performance doesn't come by itself. And if you look at most of the sports and if you read it right, 80 to 90% of the sports is performance relies on your mental strength, mental fitness, whatever you call mental conditions. But that mental game is there. means you have to do it. And to control that mind, we've been through almost half year, later part of the 2023 with the different topics. And every topic, we have went in detail to discuss about it for almost 45 minutes. We are looking at the uh, definition side, meaning side, where the people can understand. After that, we are looking at what can be the signs, what can be the reactions, what can is happening so we know what's happening. And eventually, we did some case study, means we discussed about some cases as example. And we are trying to find a, some sort of suggestion or solution. There is no one solution can work with everybody because each and every individual and player has a different problems, different concerns, different living, different hobby, and so on. So it's not something one formula will work for everybody. But in a shortest way, I say improve your mental health with the mindfulness. Try to stay away from those all distractions. Try to stray away from the all problem related, the words, anxiety, frustration, angerness. Understand why it's causing and control yourself. Controlling your emotions through the moods and feelings is become the most important part. And then you have to understand the positive side. Now, these are the weaknesses where you have to uh, prevent or avoid or deal with it and then look for the positive side for the performance which we rely heavily on uh, confidence is the one desire is the second one third one you can uh, uh, say the focus fourth one is definitely the concentration so that these are the things if you want to do avoid or prevent the bad things you have in your head and positively improve the good thing you need, and your performance will speak. Well, thank you, Coach. Uh, Liam, if you're up with us, again, any follow-up there? or? Yeah, yeah, Coach, what percentage of players we lose? In other words, because of anxiety, they're not getting their aims and goals accomplished. How, what percentage we lose as a result of that? They may not fulfilling their goal in life? 
as a cricketer uh, in general? Would you say? You got a good question, but I'm confused now. What is the specific thing you're looking for? But what I understand, and in my opinion, you are mixing up two things here. I believe you are asking me how many percentage of players we are losing because of this anxiety or frustration. Yes, and if I have to differentiate between two, the loss of players because of the frustration is a very low. Because player can bounce back. Coach, mentor, or someone who is a low one to this player can help and mentor and the person can recover from the frustration. That is important. Anxiety is the other way around. It has a higher percentage than the frustration. We don't know really the percentage, but I can definitely say it should be maybe three or four times more than the players are going through the frustration. The bad part on the anxiety is the most of the players who are not able to uh, move on or find something to keep continue as an alternative way, they are living in a confused mind. And because of that, they eventually end up in that depression situation. And they are living with a lot of stress. And they eventually, those people usually give up the game because they believe, well, I'm done. I did all this thing. I have done this. I have so their thought process is the one killing them. And because of that, it's a hard to recover. But the one thing I will definitely say, the anxiety and frustration both can be prevented, 100%. It's all about you. It's all about how you deal with it. Remember, when you confuse when you don't know the solution, when you are not able to make the right decision. And if you are in a confused mind status, it does not matter. You are confused for one minute or 10 hours. There is no solution. Instead, talk to someone. Get relief. Stay relaxed. I understand. Other person may not have the decision. Other person may not have solution. But I believe, or I'm in confident, that person will try to suggest you something. That is good enough. That is good enough. Because from the confused status mind you had, now you've got something to think about it. Definitely, in that situation, when you are going through that situation, I will say, don't talk to just one person. Talk to multiple people few people, because everyone should have different experience. Everyone has a different expertise. Everyone has a different maturity. And someone might give you a kickstart, we call it the trigger, where you understand to get out of that confused mind status. And that is the how these all legends, if you look at it practically, in everyone's career, Every day, every month, and every year is not same. There is always up and down. There is always challenges and hurdles out there. If you are looking at the batsman, let's say batsman may be too good today. 
But what happens? Some surprise baller comes from the other world. He's a new kid or new baller, and has a completely different thing, skill set, and you don't know how to deal with it. So what these legends does? They start reading it. They start decoding what this baller does, and when they are confused, they are not going in that confused mode. As soon as they feel I'm confused, I'm not able to deal with it. They immediately start talking with the teammates, some senior players, some good friends, sometimes family, and believe it or not, they does come back because that is the tool they use. The people who are not able to come out from anxiety and not about coming back into the game, they are I call it one way that end, and that is happening because of the clear communication if you are honest if you trust someone just talk because that is the one can may have solution or suggestion which can change your mind status so the, 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 these are like a percentage is there but we need to concern more about not how many people lost or lose it or losing I believe we need to look at the future how we can prevent this anxiety and frustration in young players it's the biggest thing i think biggest challenge and we must work hard on those situations and by the way i have seen like plenty of uh, coaching certification courses and all those but they are not paying too much attention to the mental side not only that as a human being there's a lot of things we do in a normal life in family with the friends with the work with the college school education uh, anything we call it the off the field it's also come into the field some of the stuff happening on field we are taking those issue off the field and the because of that i will say is not about the psychological training for the mindfulness you also did somebody who has a life coach credentials and expertise because they are the one can help you in your normal life how to deal with it we all work to get the bread and butter for the players they play not just for the hobby and having fun they also need to live they also need to feed their families so there is a life involved there is a family involved there is a social uh, community involved we call it and we are belong to community we are in a social world so i will say if somebody is going through or you feel before you escalate this anxiety or frustration just speak up to somebody and you can improve and that is what we need to focus on the future young players don't get disappointed on rejections or not qualifying or not making something no you may have lost this first opportunity but not the last the good thing about it if you haven't made it this particular opportunity i will say do not get disappointed do not give up this is not the end of our life we can bounce back all we have to think about it what i can do better than this attempt think about what you missed so you can improve 
Just review, ask someone, get the opinion why you failed, why you did not succeed. Try to work on it. We all carry weaknesses as well as strength. Look for the weaknesses. We need to improve that side. And when you do, success is there. Coach, weakness and success were the last two words I I heard there that is leading me to the next question. Does a team performance and team leadership affect outcome and results on the field of play? It does, but that is a have you control again, right? Failures are there. We have seen teams going through the bad pitch, and they are not losing just one game, maybe dozen games in a row. They have downtime, so they are not doing well for a while, let's say, not just one or two days or a few weeks. Sometimes it lasts for a year, right? And then you have to think about it, how you can improve or how you can prevent this failure. That is the most challenging. And when it comes to the leadership, it does come. Because the leader is being, to me, is being loaded three times more responsibility than any other player out there in the team. What it means, whatever is happening to his own or her own performance, whatever is happening in the team performance, and whatever the outcome of this game, all can directly impact the leader. And that is why the leadership is not a simple thing for each and everyone. We have seen lots of legends fail to deliver that leadership. They are good at it. They can be a good scorer, good wicket takers, or good performance, but at the end of the day, they are not good leaders. But at the same time, we have seen some good leaders who may not have succeeded in numbers, but hey, they are able to take the team uh, outcome. And that is the key. So it's like uh, it impacts both ways. The leadership is also rely heavily on that one. And at the same time, the players also. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Uh, welcome to Audley. I know you're listening. If you have any Questions to be directed to coach. Uh, don't have uh, to. Take good, e- to... Good, good evening, good evening, gentlemen. No, I don't have a question. Thank right you. Now. Mm-hmm. Thank All you. right, thank you. Okay, coach. Let's look at potential. Can you explain what is necessary for an athlete to maximize his or her potential during competition? Oh, dear. That's a tricky one. And I will say this is a lot of people is not able to understand. The potential means you are showing something to the others. Sometimes I will say the player don't know. I'll give you an example why these things happen. It's something you execute. But you really don't know you executed or not. Right? It just happened, let's say. Right? But the other side, the person who is watching you, they can see the potential means there is a capacity. There is a capability. There is the ability in the player to do something. 
And when you see that, the potential becomes important. We call it in the coaching world, it's a molding a character to a professional. Means you are shaping up a character to become a professional or a master at a skill which I just see. Player don't know yet. I have to work with the player and have to tell him that, hey, you did this one good. Sometimes if you look at these mod of legendary players, they bring up someone and say, I found the potential player. That it means the player and coach has a confidence that this person is able to deliver. He has the abilities and capacities to perform. But the trick is needed to convince him like you can do it. You may have to help him to improve beyond the whatever the layer they are which you see as a potential. The potential is, I call it, the hidden treasure in the player's ability and capability. And you are trying to explore them to the world. To do that, you are helping them to improve and go to the next level so you can do the battle. So the potential becomes a really important because when you are going through young age, especially if I have to send the 16 players, the players normally don't have that much knowledge about what they're doing. They are not fully loaded with the mindfulness, but most of them has a natural talent, the natural power from inside to do certain, to act certain way. And when you see those positive signs, you are jumping in and you are labeling him as a potential player. I will say beyond that, when you see this potential player, his ability to understand, his willingness to learn, his desire to do the better than what they're doing it, and I will say those potential players, we usually put them in category called coachable players. Every potential player can become a good player when they turn into as a coachable player. Okay. On that same, in that same vein, coach, stressful situations do arise in the course of game, and emotion often comes into play. How does stressful situations influence or affect one's potential? In this particular question, I will say it can be the momentary, right? It's not a long-lasting. It's a happen because of situation. I can tell you one example. We might have seen a lot of time fastballers comes out and they're giving three, four boundaries in a over against one batsman. But that does not mean it will continue. In the most cases, these ballers need to give one a break. means they are not going to continue bowling next over. It needs some time <coughs> to stay relaxed, to stay think about it. Regroup. Bring your energy back. Rethink, right? And at the same time, 
some of the players usually give the boost. Where the boost comes is I will say, hey, that's not your balling style. You give the four boundaries, that's nothing. That's not you. I know you can do much better than what you did. Forget about that over. So those are the things can come in place. And the potential player, the coachable player, I will say, they will turn around. Because as soon as you give them the ball after the some time, when they come to ball again, it's coming with the different mindset. The one thing is in the strong position in the head is, hey, I'm not repeat that. I'm not going to give you four more boundaries in this over. And that is what turns into potential to a success side. But sometimes the potential player can also fail because of the situation in the game. The reverse example or the other side of the example, let's say you're playing T20, four number 19 went for let's say 27 runs and you are bowling last over. The most likely you are feeling the pressure. What pressure is? What your teammates have done so far? If the team is giving plenty of runs in over number 16, 17, 18 and 19, believe it or not, the potential capacity will be destroyed. The over number 20 is expected to give you at least what other people has done average, right? And because of that, it can be improved or the potential can be on a destroyed side based on the situation. In the moment, they are. Okay, thank you, Coach. Um, any follow-up from you, Leon? No. No. Okay, I'm, I'll carry on. Coach, let's look at reaction and response. Outside the field of play, Coach, there are occurrences such as applaud or booing of plays or players. Does players' abilities and skill level affect their reaction and response? It's a very thing happen. I will say reaction is a nothing but your emotional response based on situation. Simple thing. Where the response is your action taking place after that reaction. I can give you one good example. Is uh, I think I have done this thing very long time ago. It was one of the game in Bangalore. I think Amir Sahil was the opening batsman. And the Venkatesh Prasad is bowling. The well-settled pair, I think it was 100-plus runs already without a loss. And this opening batsman scared everyone that ball. And immediately after that, he's showing a finger to the baller. Hey, look what I did. I sent you off the ground to the cover. Right? So what happens here? The learning point is here. The bowler Prasad did not react anything on immediate basis, right? Reaction usually comes right away, believe it or not, based on situation. So he suppressed it. But the things were going in his mind, and the very next delivery, he took his off stump. And absolutely after that, whatever the reaction he was holding in first incident, he saw the battle, where's the pavilion? So this 
one example i will say is to understand you control your reaction and try to do a better response and that is what most of the legends do if you look at the sachin tendulkar he doesn't get into this reaction you can talk to him anything you can tell him to anything you can show anything but when he's batting he's not concerned about what other side team doing with him he cares about his own moment wait for it and he will prove it through his response let the action speak so there is a huge difference between reaction and response and the player has to control the reaction part i will say and try to be strong enough on a response side and that's only way that can leads you to the better performance and it's only happens to become a good character the people are more respectful when you speak through the responses rather than you speak through the actions coach thank you so much there there are quite a lot more in the background there that i would like to explore with you in another session i know that uh, we probably won't be seeing you again for a little while while you travel so what i'll do i'll put those other questions on the back burner so to speak and when you return i think we will make an effort to um go back and try to finish this series because i i like the fact that uh, we're able to look back at some of those very important topics and they are very interesting so thank you coach for your insights we thank you for your knowledge and of course your experience we invite you to join us again next week or next time at the same time right here on the cricket show there is no doubt that coach Patel has answers to the questions you have been asking the questions that says how did he do that or why did he do that maybe you will say next time i am going to do that coach once again thank you and we look forward to having you back with us as soon as possible thank you all okay thank you too and Jaitin, we pray for traveling mercies for you as you do a little traveling that you, that makes you happy. And so we all good. I'll report time to time if I can. Yes, indeed. Okay. So Thank you. Uh, joining also saying safe travel, Mr. Patel, and and I know you'll enjoy it, of course. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brothers. I will survive. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Like, That's from all of us. Oh, sister, 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 enjoying so much. Safe travels, coach. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's time for the uh, yeah, no, birthday anniversary hour. And we'll be on.
Is that Calypso Rose? Okay. Calypso Rose, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you the inside edge for today, the inside edge. The most, uh, let's see, umpires who have officiated together, um, the most, uh, we have the English pair of Dickie Bird and David Shepard. On 31 occasions, they have officiated together. Uh, 26 of those were in ODIs, um, so that means the other five were in test matches. And for the ODIs, those who have officiated most together is Col Edgar and Lou Rowan, an Australian peer. 19 test matches together. And for ODIs, we've lost officiated together in, in 17 test matches. Can you hear me? No, yes. Yes. Okay, so that's what I have for the inside edge for today. But um, the, your, the those who have officiated the most together is the English pair of Dickie Bird and David Shepherd, and that's the inside edge for you for today. And you you're gonna give me a little bit of um, the the bird. They are just go straight ahead. The music. Should I just go straight ahead? I'll go straight ahead ahead. So ladies and gentlemen It's time for the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour It's the time of the evening When we take a look at the cricketing fraternity And we say happy birthday And um, it's the time when you can also call in 515-605-9850 And as we go along You know an occasional footnote. Okay, so let us look at um, a co- couple of birthdays outside um, of cricket. People who are having birthday today, like the 13th president of the United States, Milford Fillmore. Yeah, he was born way back in 1800. And um, we have uh, singer Kenny Lockton. He's 76 today. And we have Erlindo out of Jamaica. He was a keyboard player for Bob Marley and the Whalers. Um, he would have been 71 today, but he died back in 2017. Uh, TV host Katie Couric, we know her well today, show and others. She's 67 today. Actor, um, politician Ron Paul, Republican politician Ron Paul, he's 61 today. Nicholas Cage, actor, he's 60 years old. And we have Kenny Renker from The Avengers, the movie Avengers, 53. Laura Cohen from Walking Dead, she's 42. And Mr. Auto Racer, Lewis Hamilton, everybody known from Formula One. He has the Grenada Connection, and he has won over 100 um, Formula One races, and he has been world champion and 
37 occasions. So that's big time celebration. He's 39 years young today, still young. And Lamar Jackson from NFL Baltimore Ravens, he is 27 years old today. All right, so we continue with cricketers for today, and we have um, Mr. Leon Francis always hold a very prominent part when it comes to January. He is not born in January, but he has got a whole other January connection. <laughs> okay, so today is the seventh of the G- January, and Sidney Poitier died last year on this day, 2022. It's a one year since he has left us. Mm-hmm. Maya Myers, Leon great niece, celebrating a birthday today. And um, so we have cricket, Aaron Hadley from Australia. We have Marvin White, Marvel White, also from Australia. From the West Indies, Clyde Duncan, umpire out of Guyana. Granville Stevens, Alan Butcher, and Julie Crump, all from England. BJ, uh, no, Ifkakar Jaman from Cyprus. Aja Saeed from Pakistan, Colin Sneedon, E.F. Rose uh, from New Zealand. We have Mark Rushmere and Sadana Mwangla from South Africa. Travis Friend from Zimbabwe. Lara Merritt, female cricketer out of Ireland. And we have Ibadat Hussain from Bangladesh. Uh, for the 8th of January, we have Elvis Presley. Uh, he would have been celebrating a birthday today, but he's no longer with us. And we have Jocelyn, Ivor's sister. She's, she, um, uh, she'll be celebrating tomorrow. Did I say today? Uh, the 8th, that will be tomorrow. Uh, Jocelyn will be celebrating tomorrow. Ivor's sister. And um, cricket, Josh Hazelwood and Joyce Goldsmith from Australia. Desmond Chani, Chamini from Canada, Claire Shillington from Ireland, Jack Idon and Johnny Hardle from England, Troy Mohammed from Pakistan, Samara Ranaiki from Sri Lanka, Bruce Mitchell and Tammy Brits, Tamin Brits from South Africa, Dennis Smith from New Zealand, George Lawrence. Yagaro will be celebrating tomorrow also. Happy birthday, Yaga, when you come. Mm-hmm. Tina Mwango from Zimbabwe and Ali Nora Kelly from Ireland. For the, the ninth, we have Jacina, Murchis's niece, will be celebrating. And um, actor Bob Sagat died on the ninth last year, it would be a year. Golfer Sergio Garcia, El Nino, as he was called when he was young, El Nino, he will be celebrating also. Sean Paul, DJ out of Jamaica. And we have uh, also long jumper from Jamaica, James Beckford. Yeah, he won the silver um, for Jamaica, won in the World Championship. But we have a Grenadian who won gold in the World Championship. He did one better than Beckford, yes, out of Grenada. Won the gold medal. And um, President Richard Nixon, he was born way back in 1913 on the 9th of January. So Jimmy Adams joined the group along with Garrett Breeze. 
from West Indies, and we have James Carson and David Smith from England, Gary Sneed from New Zealand, Dan Taylor from South Africa, Shia Lamba from Hong Kong, Craig Wishart from Zimbabwe, Harris Sohil from Pakistan, and we have Jiba Mubarak from Sri Lanka. Um, for the 10th, we have Romero Daniels, Ivor's grandson out there in Nevis. Miss Little, Little Romero Daniels, Ivor's grandson. And um, we have Leon's brother, Dwayne Francis. We have uh, George Foreman, Big George Foreman will be 75 come the 10th of January. Big George, born back in 1970, 1949, sorry. And um, New Zealand became the fifth nation to play test cricket back in 1930 on the 10th of January. So we have this guy, never forget this guy name. Never you forget this guy name, Hugh Monty Thurlow. Yes, and the reason why he, will go, he, he, he has gone down in infamy because he ran himself out, leaving the great Don Bradman, the Don himself, on 299. So he ran himself out, leaving the Don stranded. He would have been the only player to have scored three triple century, but he was left high and dry on 299, not out. All right, so let's go with some more cricket. Len Goldwell and James Carty from England. We have um, Johan van der, van der Ross from South Africa. Uh, also, the new, uh, new sensation, Lizard Williams, also from South Africa. We have um, Carol Johnson out of Trinidad and Tobago. Ashmed Need from Guyana will be celebrating on the 10th. Darling Brownlee from New Zealand. Mohammed Shazad from Afghanistan and Sarah Fudadin Ashraf also from Afghanistan. For the 11th, we have Everett Murchis's brother. Everett will be celebrating his birthday. And Erica Francis, the niece of Leon Francis. I told you he is here to take over. And he has taken over the matter of fact. And Ivan not doing too bad himself. Okay, and we have the, the uh, debut of George Headley, and that was back in 1930 versus England. On his debut, he scored 21 in the first inning and 126, 176 rather, 176 in the second inning. George Headley on debut. Um, back to birthdays, Rahul Javid. He was born that, um, on the 11th of January, back in 1973. And he is the quick. That, that's a record that will be staying for a long time. Who knows? Maybe broken. Uh, we have from South Africa, Jack Tittle, Johnny Haynes from New Zealand. And we have Jawida De Silva from Sri Lanka, Frank Sudge from England, and Mark Wood, Julia Price. <clears throat> And Jane Franklin from Australia, Ray, Rory McCann from Ireland. And finally, for the 12th, another boxer, Mr. Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Uh, he was born 1944 and um, 
Of course, he died 2011. And we have Dwayne Francis. Do I have Dwayne Francis twice? I think Leon had corrected me, and it was not. But um, just one will stand. I won't do that again. Yeah. And we have Cornelia Mills, Cardinal Mills' cousin up there in Atlanta, will be celebrated on the 12th also. So, um, Sir Richard Richardson from Antigua, Ralph Legal from Barbados, and Miles Bescom from St. Vincent uh, will be celebrating on the 12th. Um, Dick Mulch, and um, he was the first bowler from New Zealand to get 100 wickets in Test cricket. And Una Wickham also from um, New Zealand. Gavin Rennie from Zimbabwe. Paul Wilson, umpire out of Australia. And Kathy Smith. Carly Vetril from the Netherlands. Monter, Edmund Milkey. Hinkley, sorry. Edmund Hinkley from England. And uh, we have Alistair, Alex Dear Evans from Scotland, and I think this is all I have for you, dear Leon. So yeah. back to you for the time being. Yes, thank you so much for that. Also. I think we we'll have some birthdays or some significant occasion to mm. refer to. Not this week. It's not this week. Let's see. Trying to find Virgil. You know where he is. How about you, Diana? Yeah, my my birthday for this week was mentioned by Audley already, the eighth and the tenth. I was sister Joycelyn and his grandson Romario. And well, my big mother I have to mention it again, she celebrated yesterday the sixth. So making ninety three yesterday. She made ninety three yesterday. So wonderful. So, um, Ninety three plus one. Day. Oh yes. Okay, who is next? What would you do? Dennis? I thank you, Leon. I want to say happy birthday and happy anniversary to all those who are celebrating this weekend and in the coming week. I can tell you I Personally, have nothing on the calendar for this week, but once again, a happy birthday, happy anniversary. Enjoy the celebration if you're one of those in that class and category of celebrating this time of the year. Back to you, Leah. Yes, indeed. I just want to just take the opportunity to say happy birthday to my friend. Dwayne Francis is going through some storms as well. Erica, my niece. And uh, I want to say happy, happy birthday to Sir Richie Richardson, personal friend of mine. I've seen him come through, and he has made us all proud. So happy birthday. We are very proud of you. May God continue to bless you and your family. Take good care. Those are mine, Audley. All right. So um, I have a friend, um, schoolmate, um, Bobby. Uh, her name is Jackie, what uh, we know as Bobby. Uh, Nicole, uh, she celebrated her birthday today. And uh, another two other friends, um, Brian Burke, he, well, we went to church together for years at 
uh, in Jamaica, we call we call it ourselves Waltamite. You know, 65 Walton Park Road. You just have to say I go to 65, and everybody know we are talking. Um, I, I go to 65 Church, 65 Walton Park Road, or uh, Rosalie Church, right at the corner. So Brian will be celebrating tomorrow, and Carl Mitchell up there in Georgia, he will also be celebrating tomorrow. Carl Mitchell, happy birthday to you! Of course, I'll give them a ding tomorrow. Also, we like to hear the. You know, uh, you can talk, uh, say hi, you know, in person. So happy birthday. And that's what I have here, Leon. So look back over to you. Look who we have found. Yes. Uh, are, you, are we seeing him on the radio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave him a call for his birthday, um, the second. I, I, I gave him a call, man. No, no, no. It's not oh, McKenzie. It's not McKenzie, sorry. No, oh, 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 I thought it was... Come on in. Now I'm Mr. McKenzie still not too talkative. But I know he's on. I know you're on. Are you listening? Oh, of course. Yes. Of course. He, he ought to be. He, you know, he's, he's got two there and uh, I'm plus plus. Well, I have some big Come shoes to there, Mr. Um... What's it, what's the name they can already just call his name there? Um Mackenzie? Mr. Mackenzie, yeah. Sorry, I'm you can see me on the radio. Okay, but I'll take that. Of course, good evening everyone and um birthday and what have you celebrating today? So a big big January for me, um already of course started it. We waited a long time for the first to come and it's gone, so we can't let him just go without um Celebrating him for the month, but just to wait until all of next year for a birthday. So, Arling, happy birthday to you, and of course, Mother B. Thank you, thank you, she thank you very much, thank you very much, Mother B. Yes, of course, ninety-three, the matriarch of the family there, still standing, still um, as witty as ever. Let's say happy birthday to her. Of course, my sister Joycelyn over there in Montreal, she's having a birthday. Um, not going to be too, too happy for her. She would have lost her husband tragically last year. Remember when he fell in that dry pool last year? That's Joycelyn, that's my sister. And, of course, my grandson. I'll be seeing him next Saturday, coming in from Egypt. He's there at this time. So he went down for the Christmas. On his way back to Illinois, he's over there. I mean, university. So he'll overnight here. So I'll get a chance to spend some time with him. Saturday. Of course, Lauren Diagoro, he's having all of 75 coming up, so we want to say happy birthday to him too. Happy Earth Strong. Okay, and um, I think those are what I have up front here. I sure Donna would have mentioned those already. Or you might have mentioned those already as well. Yeah. yeah. But I'd like to send out a big greeting, well, not greeting, get well to Mr. Cardinal Mel, please. Having a bad flu, cold, cough at this time, you know, in this time, you never know. So he was unable to be audible yesterday on on, on the show. He was there, but just wasn't wasn't able to say anything. I wasn't able to get into him today also, so you got to keep him in place. You never know. I don't know if it's another bout of COVID again, but he's down, hoping now for the count. So I know. Um, we're remembering you at this time during this uh, segment. Um, 
But I think Lane have some some Lane remember how they would always say January is your month too with um folks so I can't remember them by name now, but over the years I would have heard all the say you have um relatives in this in this month. So yes. let me let me take this opportunity to say happy birthday to them also. Yes. Erisha, Dwayne in particular, and of course in January we have three three of my close relatives who have gone on. And I really see went on my son and of course for the you know, for winter they all left us in January.
The sweet sounds of Ace Cannon brought the curtains down this evening on the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. I'll be there. I don't know where you're going to be, but you're saying I'll be there. So join us next week, ladies and gentlemen, just about 7 o'clock. We'll do it all again once more time, one more time. The Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leo. Yes, indeed. And we're going to turn it right over to Dennis. Dennis has some strange. Okay, Leon, thank you so much. And we reached the part in our program where we take a look at the focus on the goal, the laws of cricket. And tonight, this evening, we have Donna Brown making the presentation on the focus on the laws of cricket segment. Good evening, everyone. Once again, we are here to to focus on the laws of cricket. Our focus today is on law number 22. Focus is on the bike ball. And law number 23 focuses on the bike and the The goal of the whole focus on the laws of the cricket series is to give a brief overview of the laws. We are not giving a line-by-line statement of each law. So here we go with law number 22, the white ball. A legally delivered ball must arrive at the batter close enough so that it can be played. Any delivery that passes far wide or far high over the stumps such that the batter standing in the normal batting guard stance is unable to reach or play the ball is a wide ball. However, the final decision and judgment of the width of the ball is that of the umpire. The umpire should not make a call or judgment until the ball has passed the batter's stump. In some instances, The batter may move toward a wide pitch delivery, and so the delivery is no longer judged to be a wide. And in a reverse situation, the batter may move backward away from the delivery. In either scenario, the delivery will not be judged as wide. In short, movement of the batter either toward or away from will, in the umpire's judgment, negate the call of a white ball, especially if the ball contacts the batter's clothing or equipment. The umpire may change or cancel the call of white ball or, in cricket talk, revoke the call in the two instances described above. The white ball is not counted as one of the overs, but... If the call has been revoked, the delivery is then counted in the over. It is important to note that the call of white ball does not stop play, and either batter may be given out for obstructing the field, run out, stumped, or hit wicket. The call of wide must always be followed by the signal, both arms outstretched simultaneously on either side of the umpire. The penalty for a white ball is one run to be added to the batting side, 
and include any additional one scored, either from boundary, fielders overthrows while attempting to run out either batter, or the runs awarded as additional penalty due to an unrelated infringement of another cricket rule. All runs scored from a white ball are recorded as white balls, as may be awarded when a player returns to the field of play without permission, or the ball striking a fielder's helmet placed on the ground. All runs from white ball must be added to the bowler's statistics. And that's the end of law number 22. Now I move on to law number 23, which speaks to buys and leg buys. When the ball from a legal delivery passes the batter who fails to make contact and the ball subsequently passes the wicketkeeper, all runs or boundary scores are buys. However, if the ball from a legal delivery contacts the batter's clothing, equipment, or body while the batter made a genuine attempt to play the ball or attempted to avoid being hit the ball, any resulting runs or runs or boundaries shall be scored as leg buys extras to the batting side. If the delivery had been called as a no ball, the 1-1 penalty shall be applied in addition to any other penalty runs awarded or scored. When buys are scored, the umpire will signal by raising his open palm skyward. For leg by signals, the umpire will raise one leg and touch the leg two or three times with his hand. In some instances, the umpire may disallow runs resulting from leg buys if the umpire concluded that the batter did not attempt to play the legal delivery. The umpire's action when disallowing leg buys is as follows. When the first run or boundary is scored, the umpire must call and signal dead ball and instruct the batters to return to their original ends, and any run scored shall be disallowed. And that's the end of my presentation of Laws 22 and 23. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Excellent presentation. Any well, questions, query, comments? Any questions, we comments? I think I think I'll have to get a, a collection of, of the audios of all these audios. You know, uh, you you have them on your phone and or elsewhere, and and sometimes you 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 just forget about about the rules and stuff like that. But if we if we should get a collection of of these audios, then you can you can be driving and and listening to it, get a revision as we go along. So um, well done, well done once again. Thank you. Only we don't like you. We are having a book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, like yes I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Just like, just like <laughs> sometimes listen to a song, listen to a song or, or a message or something. As you're driving along, you can listen to it instead of just, you know, I know you always have the option to to read it, but while you're driving along and, you know, you're, you're just listening to it over and over again, you know, it, it really it really helps. And if that you does sound, the presenter of questions. Yeah, I'll have to present a question because she did say, you know, I'm a novice now. I'm trying to learn this game. 
Me she too. Said why it goes in the penalty? But she did mention that um, uh, Pastor can be out of a wide delivery. Yes. Um, yes. Well, if it if it chase if it chase the ball and and make contact and it goes to a cricketer, yes. Yeah. Um, the, the no, but it's a wide. It, it, it's a wide yes. delivery. It's a wide. Yeah, but it can run out. Can be out. Can be run out, out, out of any other means. Not cut. They can't be caught out caught. No. Okay. Okay, because as long as he may, as long as he he, he make contact with it, it it, it negates the, the the wide. Yes. Yeah. Right. So what are the ways of getting out again? I I I can get out. It's okay. Run this out. This way you can get out. Tom. Run out. Tom. Hit wickets. Okay. But then, well, what happened to the score, though? What happened to the score? Yeah, what happened to the score? Stop play. What is the time? What is the time? Not quite. We're hearing, we're hearing. Is she reading or is it up? I'm not quite sure what. You want to know what? No, this is my question. Since you didn't quite sure, I'm saying okay. I'm agreeing now because remember I'm learning the game that a batsman could be out from the wide, and the presenter just told us the ways. So I learned that I ticked those boxes. But what happened to the total? The score wasn't 29 before that delivery. Now it's 29 for one. No, it, what it what happened to the be, score after the batter been out of a wide? What happened to the total? Be, it would be 30 for one, assuming that the wide did not present any other run other than the penalty given for the bowling the wide. If okay. there was a score, I understand now. I got it now. So the score goes, the scorebook got the single, so it goes to, to um, 30. It goes, 30. Okay. But yeah, what if the ball went, went and hit the helmet? Because you did say something about the helmet. Yes. Would it be five plus the one for yeah, the wide? Yeah. So we're going to have six runs added to the total? Yes. If, I don't yeah, know the game, five. so I'm trying to find out. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Five five runs penalty for the ball striking a helmet on behind. There's one run for the with the ball is white. Well, if he hits the helmet, can it be a white? Well, well, the helmet behind the stump, did, Leon, she, not the helmet. She, on yeah, the she did explain that um, additional, you know, including hitting the helmet uh, of, of a fielder, you know, that placed behind the stump. So that that was explained. Right. So I'm just trying to get the scores now because remember, I'm scoring now, so I need to know what I put in the scores book. You signal wide, call and signal wide, and then he goes behind and he hit the the, the, the helmet from the feeling side. So yes. then so doing the calculation, I had twenty nine to thirty. But this time he hit the helmet, so what do we get? What's the total score now? Get an extra five, so it'll be thirty five. So would be okay, wide or, or extra? Would it, would it also be called wide? Um, I'm learning too. That, I want to know too. No, that would be penalty run because penalty okay. given for the ball striking the helmet. But yeah, I know you know, get five runs, yeah. But because both of them happen at the same time. So can it be, well, it's going to be presented in, this, in the scorer's book as 
two separate things, one wide and, and, and five penalty runs? I, one wide and five penalty runs, that's how it should be, in my opinion, how it should be scored. Penalty run goes against the ball. So I want to know if it's right or not, right, right or wrong. We just don't yes, know. Yes, yes. Dennis is right. Dennis is right. So let me put my phone oh, oh, okay. on my own Okay. Yes. Okay. The scoreboard could read five penalty runs, one wide, but the, 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 the runs will go against the bowler. Mm-hmm. So, the yeah. penalty run. So, I would have two other questions now. I just have wide as well, yeah. Yeah, wide as well. That's yeah. my, 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 my take on that. Tell me no. something. Why would they yes. run back against the baller when it's not the ball or the the, the, the helmet on the ground? Well, is it is it feeling team? <laughs> is that is, is that the batsman helmet? No, is it? But is the So he gotta make sure that the 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 the, the wicket keeper don't put down the helmet on the ground then, because he gonna yes. go and my statistics. That's correct. Yes. Yes, but it's not done. Uh, it, it, I, I'm quite sure that in the future, uh, when when cricket is really big in the United States, that all those stats will be available. How much uh, how much wicket keepers, you know, if the ball here, how much time he hit the glove during his career, you know, just like all those stats in baseball. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have one. I have one other now with with the with the with the buys. Yes. Uh, on yeah. the leg bias, that is. Yes. yes. Can I get one here? Yes. yes. Go ahead. Um, well, let's go over the ways that a batsman can be out again. So we only mentioned three, right? Did we not? No. Can yeah. we mention four? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you we're just talking now how the man can be out, how a batter can be out from the wide. wide. That, 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 yeah, that, just off the wide. We weren't generalizing. Yes. But that's all right. Yes. No, no problem. I had another question okay. now. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a student of the game. Yes. I heard the presenter said that um, legbys would be disallowed. Legbys would be disallowed. So... Who did tell me? Folks, can you kind of keep the, the, the feedback? Someone is tapping the phone. Yeah, we're hearing some noise in the, yeah, noise in the background. Sorry. Yeah. That's not coming from me. Um, okay. okay, yeah, the president has said that you can um, disallow the leg bias. So I, I need to find out, well, who disallowed the leg bias? The straight leg umpire or the standing umpire? If the battle refused to play a genuine stroke, the ball hits him, runs down to the boundary for four. Or, not even four, the, the, the two batters run for a single. Is it the squirreling umpire is saying, hey, he didn't play a genuine shot, and the ball came off his pad, and he ran for a single? Or is it the standing umpire? Which one, which one of them determined that? That is determined. Mm. That is determined by the on umpire. And of course, if if he did not play a shot but in the process was attempting to avoid being hit by the ball, then that will count as having made a shot, if you understand the term I'm using. So just trying to take evasive action. 
Love by, that's correct. Love by would be disallowed if the batter failed to play a stroke or a shot at the ball. You know, there are some things that they call padding up. Some batters like to mm-hmm. stand there and just put the pad in front to pad the ball away rather than play it at it. In that case, if that happens, then the unumpire will call and say no. Well, dead ball, basically, and no run is allowed. But if the batter did not play a shot but attempt to avoid being hit by the ball and it comes off his body or his equipment, then that will count as leg bite. hope that answers the question. Suppose, suppose, suppose the batters were running, running between the sticks. And mm-hmm. the... Can we just suppose we have We have time to come in and then we have a guest coming we just making this last question Ivor. Yeah. The, okay. Last question. Yeah. yeah. So, at what time would they call dead balls? What if the two batters are running, having not yeah. played a genuine shot? Would they stop them in the middle of the thing and say, "Well, no, 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 you didn't play a shot, no. go back," or would they allow the two no. team to get a chance to run off one of them? And they if they run off, would they be out? They'll allow the fielding side to get the opportunity to run out the batter. So the umpire will not call dead ball until they've completed the attempted run. Okay, that's all I have. Thank you. Okay. Um, Leon, all right. Leon, I have one. Leon, Leon, I have one point for you. Virgil has indicated that he was not able to communicate earlier because his Wi-Fi signal was out. His oh. Wi-Fi signal is now back and he's available to be uh, to join us. And a very good evening to you and all the panelists and all the listeners and a very happy new year to everyone and a safe and a healthy new year. Thank you, sir. To you also. Same to you. you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, some action. Thank you, Simon. What's next? Mr. Simon's question. Mr. Simon. Are you, I'm ready, yeah? Oh, uh, oh yeah, I didn't yeah, know you were ready okay. for me yet. Yeah, nothing is going on, so yeah, please. Okay, all right. Okay, question for tonight. I thought about it and I said, let me ask this question. For well, those of us who don't know the answer, those who forgot the answer, how many, many listen carefully now, how many bouncers is a bowler allowed to bowl in one over? Question again, how many over, oh, bouncers can a bowler bowl in one over? That's the first part of the question. And if he exceeds that number, what is his penalty? Am I clear on that? Yes, quite White clear. White ball or red ball cricket? Oh, White okay, ball or red ball cricket? What format? What format? Whether test uh, or, or, you know, you know, limited overs, they are different, different, um, red remember? Test. Different test, red ball, test. Yes. Okay. Test cricket, test cricket. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. Simon, I, I believe the, the answer to that question is uh, two per over is allowed by 
by the umpires. And if the bowler bowls more than two, he could be disbarred from bowling for the rest of the match. Okay, thank you. Okay, let's see well, what the I, I think after, after, bo- after bowling the second one, he, he would have been warned by the umpire. Or, you know, okay. let him know that that's the, you know, that's the limit. For I get you. Yeah. Uh, let's see what the others have to say. I think, yeah, I think we had that in last week's thing, isn't it? Yeah, I said you could do two. But the third one, you'd be... Second no, one is one. The third one... Okay. Since, since, oh. you have, since you don't have a lot of time, maybe I can, yeah. I can chime in here. Yeah. Simon says specifically first-class cricket. Test cricket. Test cricket. Test cricket. cricket. There are no limits for bouncers. Oh. Let's get that straight. There is no limit. You can have a bowler be called for intimidating bowling. So bounces are no danger to you. Short pitch bowling, body line, the umpire can intervene. Bouncers in test cricket, there are no, they just wasted deliveries. So let's get that one straight. That's why I asked Simon if it's white. All right, all right. Because in limited, in, 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 in test cricket, moment, test cricket. Right. I'll, right. I'll go a little further now. In limited overs, 20 overs, white ball cricket, you have one for the over. You bowl one, you get warning. You bowl the second one, there's no ball yet. Anything okay. over 20 overs is two for the over. So in the 50 overs, you bowl two over the shoulder. The third one, you get called no ball. In test okay. cricket, bounces, you can bowl as many bounces as you want and wait all day. Then the umpire will be calling them white. If you're bowling bounces and they over the batter's head, one's added to the to the um, total, and you have to re-bowl those balls if the umpire thinks that they're too high. Okay. So let's get Good question. Yes, well, I want to know because I, I was worried about that because I know that in test cricket, uh, you're allowed to bowl two bounces, and if you over that, the umpire would warn you, you know, your limit, you know. Uh, apart oh, from that, so intimidating, intimidating bowling, not yeah, no yeah, bouncer. Right. They'll call yeah. you wide if you keep on bowling those. There was an English guy by the name of Jeff Jones, right, fast bowler, left-arm fast bowler. I remember when he came to the West Indies, you know, he would bowl six bouncers in the over. Right, and mm-hmm. it wasn't called no ball. But then I saw things had changed, and then because I know the the ODIs and the, and the tests, uh, not OD, not test T20, you are limited. So I, I, I thought they were. Um, I'm always mixing up the intimidating bowling for 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 bunkers. So so thanks. No, they call him white. They, 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 the umpire yeah, call, yeah, white. call him they white. They just cut him down. Oh, you yeah, bowl him over there. The white. Getting it wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. You do you do know your cricket. You know your cricket. You know the game. See, that's why I come on the show to learn from you, talented men and ladies who know the game I so well. Honorable all purpose, man. You do know your game. Yes. Leon? Leon? Simon? Yeah. Thank you. Leon, um, recently, for the benefit of, um, I, from, from what Ivor was saying, Recently, I read that the ICC had discussed limiting the number of um, bouncers that can be bowled in test matches to two at a recent 
com- conference. I think that is correct. The coach is on. Maybe he's aware of it and can correct me if I mis- or misread that. Coach? What, what, what is the question? The question was we're discussing number of bumps as you bounce, bounces you can bowl in an over. And in what I'm format? saying that I, re- I recently cricket. read what format? Cricket. Test. Test, Test cricket. Test, Test cricket. Yes. Right. And I'm saying okay. that I read. You, okay. Here's, here's the thing is, in a test cricket, we all know that it was started without any limits. But then when the risk involved, players' injury and protection need to be needed, they started limiting bouncers. So now the protocol, we call it the game procedure, is as soon as you bowl the first valid bouncer, now let me repeat, valid or effective, it's a different definition, but I'll try to explain when you bowl the first one, empire will warn you. That's one about the shoulder. They are pointing the finger. Means, I'm considering this delivery as a bouncer. That's one. What it means, it's a warning. You can bowl another one. It's allowed. But you have to be extra careful, right? The reason for that, the majority of the beamers or the straight ball goes to the batter is only happens when the baller is intent to bowl the bouncer. So that's the control point. So simplest way, maximum two bouncers are allowed in over for the test wicket. But as soon as you bowl the first one, leg empire confirms that's a valid bouncer as well as main empire will warn you. That's one bouncer like that. Coach, did I not read earlier this year that the well, ICC committee had proposed, someone had proposed allowing only two bounces per over in test cricket. That is the rule. That is the rule. So two bouncers are allowed, right? So, but that as soon as you bounce the first recently? one, they'll give you warning. Like this is the first so bouncer, that like that, right? Was that a, that a recent thing? Was it changed recently? Yes, I, I'm sure I read that earlier, well, shall we say, late last year, 2023. That, had a recent that is correct. Before, before, the, before the IPL, they had a revised, uh, some little bit tricky condition on communication about first and second bouncer. And that is mm-hmm. why I interpret. As soon as you bowl first of all, it will tell you, the umpire will tell the bowler and team both, like, hey, that's the first bouncer for this over. So from that point, you have to be extra careful. Second bouncer is allowed, is not a question. But you have to make sure that you don't end up beamer or something else doing full toss over the height kind of thing, right? And at the same time, as soon as you bowl the second one, the empire will tell you it's done for the over. Two bouncers are gone. They're not the third one now, right? Like that. So two is allowed as far as the limit concerned. All right, thank you. Now, before we leave this segment, Leon, let me just remind our listeners, viewers, that next week's presentation, Mertris will make our next presentation next week, Law 24, Fielders' Absence and Substitutes. Okay, indeed. So, Dennis, why don't you take over for me a little while I try and make contact? You with me? Okay. All right, we can can do that. That's... uh, we have on, we're expected, and Leon is attempting to make contact with our guest, Mr. Lawrence Rowe, who obviously is 
celebrating her birthday as well as planning some event being planned on in his honor and of course in others for due to take place somewhere in uh, Florida in a couple of weeks time I should, I should say perhaps 12 days time rather than in a couple of weeks time but until um, he arrives let's just take another look at uh, the uh, what we'll be discussing next will be a brief review of the uh, report from the cricket show that took place during the year 2023 so we will i just like to uh, excuse me one second I'd like to ask the president, uh, what was the reason last week why we couldn't get on the show? Okay, uh, thank you. Would you hold we experienced... If he has a few seconds to explain to us. Yes, I don't know too much about these technical things, so I'd just like to know what was... The blog talk platform that we, you know, that our show goes out on. Experienced technical difficulties, and for the last two weeks prior to last week, Dennis, could you hold? Yes, we are. I'm sorry, I don't hear you. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, it is my pleasure to present Lawrence Rose. Welcome, Lawrence. We won't call the middle name, but this show at 8 o'clock dedicates to you in your memory. Lawrence, welcome to the Cricket Show. Thank you, man. Thank you. We have a surprise for you. All, All the guys on the... The panel say, I must say this to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy
Explode event really, it's just for sponsors and the players who are coming in, the legends who are coming in, and family members and good friends. It's going to be probably about 100 people that the meet and greet really uh, maxed out at. And then on the um, Saturday night, we have the, the gala, which is supposed to be really spectacular. And, um, and I'm hoping that you guys will be there. You guys will get your tickets and it will be hot the gala. I want you guys to be there. One person that's going to be No, I was saying one person that's going to be there will tell you, but we'll, we'll bring him in shortly. Okay, okay. Y- yes. And um, we have we have some, some super legends coming in. This year, the first time, um, Viv is going to bless us with his presence. Uh, Sir Vivian Richards is going to be coming up this year. Sir Handy has been here before, but he's coming again with us. And um, Courtney Walsh is going to be here. Those are three top, top stars that we have coming in. The Joel Garner is also going to be coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, So those are the four top liners we have, and then we have the other guys coming. We also, it's a, celebra- it's a celebrity legends weekend, so we have other people from other sports. We have a young soccer player. I think he plays for the reggae boys. So he will be in house, and um, and we have an FNL running back, Devonte Freeman. He was a running back for the um, for the Atlanta Falcons, and he'll be in house at the event. So we are we we um, it's one twenty five for the event, and um, tickets are available at Carib Tix, C A R I B T I X dot com. You can just go there and scroll to the to the event and um, and purchase your tickets there for the event. And then on um, Saturday morning, I'm going to step back a little bit. Saturday morning before the gala, we are putting on a free coaching seminar at the Broad Regional Park, and that is for all ages, boys and girls, all ages. What we are planning to Free. It's a free event. What we are planning to do, what we are trying to achieve is to bring out Caribbean children, Caribbean people to the event. We want to introduce them to the event. We find that not enough Caribbean people, children, is playing cricket in the U.S. And cricket is in the U.S. So it's going to be big. We think that in the future it probably will be bigger than in the Caribbean itself. So we, we we are offering that the legends would be there on that morning and we are offering a coaching clinic. It's it's eleven to one. So we want everybody to get there early so that they can, you know, sort out as here's a whole other person coming in and they want to sort out their technique. They can ask a question or two of the legends who will, you know, give them their personal um here and there has to how to do their thing. And then as I say the gala is on Saturday night and then Sunday Sunday morning now we get back to the to the um the broad regional park for the cricket match. A celebrity cricket match. We had um we were summoning a few top personalities but unfortunately we could make connect with them so I don't want to mention any names but um, we wanted was to Make it a little more exciting by bringing in 
a few more outside stars from other um, other sports to make it um, very exciting. So we're going to have two games, hopefully, and we want the Caribbean community to come out and support it. It's a precursor to the World Cup that is coming up. The last game going to be played in the stadium, cricket match is going to be played before the World Cup. And as I say, it's important that the Caribbean community come out and support and support it. We want to put a crowd in there, come out and support the little cricket match. It's a family day, a lot of enjoyment, and we will have other entertainment there. So we want the community to come out and back it fully. So that really spells out the weekend itself. We are um, on the banquet night. I am being honored because it's 50 years since I made a children's two in Barbados. So the foundation decided to honor me this time around. And, um, you know, we have um, this four West Indian privilege of um, getting to a triple century. Gary Sobers is number one, and I was number two, and then you have Brian Lara, number three, and Chris Gale, number four. So it's an exclusive club. It's a small one, but it's an exclusive club. So we we might have a few um, we, might, we might have a few things an option at the night with the four legends on it. So it would be a good memorabilia piece for people to pick up at the event. Remember now, I want the audience to remember that what the foundation does is help out former players who are not doing as well as they should. So every year we we do the event, we pick a legend who, when the event finishes, we can give them something along the way. I must say that sometimes it is so costly to put on these events that sometimes when we finish up, the last one we did when we finished up, we were in we were in debt. Foundation was in debt. So hopefully this time around we get the support that is needed so that we can probably get it over the finish line this time and be able to fulfill some of our promises that we that we have made. This year we have um two um two sponsors that come along with us, which is pretty good. They are the two largest sponsors we have this year. <coughs> We have, and um, that is one of our big sponsors, and um, and we have worldwide support. So uh, thank you, Nogel from Agua Plus, and um, Jess Miller and Chris Passard from Worldwide Support. Those are our two big sponsors. We have other sponsors, but smaller sponsors. And as I say again, we are urging the public, whoever is listening this evening, to uh, to go at uh, CaribTix.com and pick up your tickets. And if anybody wants to make a donation, they can visit the site. Is the L.R. Lawrence Roll Legendary. It's abbreviated LRLCL.org. You can go onto the website and you can make a donation if you wish to do so, a safe donation. And the numbers to contact is 305 um, 305300 2876. Again, um, 305-300-2876. You can call that number if you want some more information as to what is happening on the weekend itself. 
So that is a nutshell um, really spells out what we are doing over the weekend. And uh, as I say, we are going to celebrate my 75th birthday at the same time as well. So I have family members coming from all around the world to celebrate with me this time around because it's a two-fold thing, uh, celebrating that 302 and then my 75th birthday. And uh, thank you guys for the rendition making me feel mm-hmm. good today, really, with that special um, happy birthday song. So, Leon, can I ask a couple of questions, please? Leon? One minute. Leon? Yes. So, uh, Mr. Rook, what is the match yes. format? That, what is the match format that will be played? How many matches? And are you donning some white? Uh, I, 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 we're not playing in white. We're going to be in colored. Colored, and I'm sure that we will walk out there. I don't know how much we can do in terms of playing these days ourselves, but we will be available to sign autographs and take photographs with whoever comes out. And we might pose up there a little bit. We never, you never can tell. We might get a surprise where in Vivian might decide that he wants to take a nap. I don't know yet. I've not asked him yet. We know Courtney, Courtney is going to play. Courtney is going to play. And we mm-hmm. have um, Ronnie Star one coming up. We have a few, we have a few good um, legends that is going to take the field and play in the match. And we have a 22 yards 11. The team is 22 yards 11. One of the teams that's going to play participate. They are out of Tampa, so they are going to participate. And um, we have two other teams that is going to participate. Supposed to have the U.S. Legends that is going to participate. And a third team, which is the Cavaliers 11, which is going to participate. So we're going to have two matches. The format is going to be 2020. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can, can I ask a question here? Um, Leon seems to be off. I don't know. Okay, uh, I know getting into the park, I know there got to be some cost, um, Mr. Rowe. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, welcome to... Um, the cricket show in the Yagaro hour, and of course the man himself is live and living color. Right. So, what, what's the what's the? The question of what the cost? I need to to get in at the gate, so it won't be just a, you know coming in. There is there is no charge to get into the game. It's free, absolutely free. Wow, um, you, the you, thing is, you just bought. The only thing, you just bought. The my only thing stump. I might have bought my middle stump. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing I might have is a is a ten dollar parking might be there. The parking in the stadium might be ten dollars because you know the okay. um, the park has to get something. So there's a ten dollar yeah. um, parking parking fee. So you just come park and then there's a charge. You're going to have a VIP section and that that section would be. I sent the $5 to come into the VIP part of it, which would be the main pavilion. But there, all the rest of the ground is for free. Nobody have any Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. so much. So um, how much time can we ask, do you actually have, can you spend with us today? And are you available to take other questions not related to the event? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I, I'm here for you for the next. You can have me for, for 40 minutes. Oh, we can have you for uh, 40 minutes. Okay. 
Well, yeah. let me. Can I just sort of take? Can you just tell us again how the foundation, how how well is the foundation doing? Well, uh, since the COVID, this is the first time we came back. Before COVID, we were planning to do this event that we are doing here now. We were mm-hmm. going to take it on the road. We wanted us to take it to Barbados, and we were in we were in communication even with the Barb with the Barbados government at that time. Uh, we had started planning to put it on the road and take it into Barbados. And um, Audrey was planning to put the um, the children's section of the foundation, which we, we normally do in South Florida and Miramar, which she was planning to take it up to Connecticut. And, and then COVID hit and shut down all of that for the last three years. So this is the first event that the foundation is doing since COVID. So we, we our foundation, um, the last time we did a few things, we had given out um, three scholarships for the tri-state, um, three scholarships to three young, worthy um, South Floridians of Caribbean descent. And mm-hmm. um, they have moved on very well. And we do um, a, a children's program called Jamaica Heights. We did it in the park at Miramar. And uh, that is where we allow kids to come out and showcase their talent. And uh, that was my wife, Audrey's. Um, Audrey did that part of the foundation thing. And then my part of it was the, was the legend um, weekend, where we try to give back something to, as I said earlier on, to one and two of the former players who didn't really do as well as what it is today, you know. So we, we, we work from um, donations and sponsorship and things like that. That is what we do. And, um, you know, these days we are lacking a little bit in terms of donation. We have not enough donations and even sponsorship this year. I don't know why this year is like that, but quite a few people who had come on board with us in the, in the past has stepped down this year and didn't, didn't come on board. So it was, a very, it was very challenging to try to pull it off this year, but as I say, um, thanks to um, two of our main sponsors here, they came on board and, um, and give way a lot of hope and um, that we can pull it off this year. We're still looking, anybody who, uh, who, who wants to be a sponsor and want to get on board with us can still do, can still do so. We will give them as much internet time and radio time um, if they get on board in terms of what we can do with them, where that is concerned, to give them further funds that they would probably be giving. We want, we want a lot of uh, South Korean folks to come out to the banquet and uh, support that. Because that is one of the things that, that helps us to, um, to, to get some funds that we can um, do some of the business that the foundation does. Dennis, could you that. hold a while there, Dennis, while we bring in yes, Jatin? Jatin, yes, why don't you come in and ask Lawrence one? We have quite a bit, bit of panelists around. We want to see if we can get as many of them to ask a question. Jatin, any questions for, for Lawrence? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And good evening, boss, uh, Lawrence. Wow. We meet a couple of times yes, in Florida. <laughs> okay. 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 Key question. It's a key question. Let's say it's not. I'm trying to criticize West Indies or something. 
But uh, the way the current situation is going on and the way the fans are getting disappointed for, I believe, last 15 years since IPL started, uh, the people always say, T20 is destroying West Indies cricket. What's your opinion on that? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think I don't think any form of cricket destroy cricket itself. I think cricket is cricket. A lot of us who are the traditional people, we tend to um, like the longer version of the game. But uh, we have to remember that over the years, even when we were great, a lot of the fellas used to play in England, and we had 30 overs at that time. Used to be played, and a lot of 40 over cricket used to be played. And we also had the 50 over format that was played at that time. So the, the new format that has come in, which is the 2020, and drop it down there, which has become quite popular and has become better over the last couple of years. You know, uh, everything has, has, has gelled, and it is, it is better now than it was. For me personally, i rather test cricket itself but I also can absorb and, and, and enjoy um, the 2020 format of the game itself. It carries a lot of money with it. And um, that is one of the, the, um, the problem with it, wherein uh, the workload in a 2020 game is just the bowlers is four overs, you have to bowl, and the bat for the batsman is only 20 overs. So it's it's kind of very compact. So it, it, it's very fast. It's very fast. Everything is moving fast. And the, 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 as I said earlier on, the, 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 the money is good in it. And it's very, very fast and quick. And a lot of players is gravitating into it. Wherein, in test match cricket, where a bowler has to toil. Sometimes you have to bowl 20 overs per innings, 30, 30 overs per game in a test match. In a 20 game, 20 game it's only four overs. So it's a much harder work. And, um, and I suppose with the more money in it, more players are gravitating to it. And uh, I would say that our, our sport suffer from it. So, um, our game has suffered from it. Um, there's a lot more things to it that has created the problem for our cricket, I think. And um, I was fortunate enough to just recently um, heard a presentation from the former president of the West Indies Cricket Board, Dave Cameron. And and it was very chilling. He gave a very, very... Uh, uh, you guys probably... You know, it, it would be good if you guys could have heard, could have heard that that um that demonstration that he that he that he, he, he did it was really really superb and we from that you can tell a lot from it why West Indies cricket is where it is right now when you listen to that you know I I don't know if any of you guys have heard it yes, yes I have it I have it you you have heard it mm. you have heard it yeah I heard so it, if yeah. heard it if, if you have heard uh, it you know what I'm talking about when he laid yeah, it yeah. out <laughs> and, and, and when like he laid it one. out you can yes yeah. yeah I had remarked I had remarked a couple of years ago probably about five six probably about five six or even or even longer than that I've remarked that I think test cricket is going to yeah. die eventually 
and I still mm-hmm. believe that. Probably not in my lifetime. Um, uh, you know, um, the good Lord has kept me here now. I've given me 75 years. I hope he can give me some more, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I believe that Testrigate will die as the generation changes. I think it, it's going to go out. Uh, 2020 is easy that is that is the format of the game. And if you heard the presentation, you will realize that the United States now is going to be very, very strong in cricket in the future. Yeah. And this is yeah. where we we know our kids who have migrated here has to pick it up because a lot of Indians are involved in cricket here. They are running the thing really because the U.S. team right now, I think it only mm-hmm. has one one Caribbean person on it. Aaron and, John. Uh, yeah, we, one. yeah, yeah. Yes. No, you got we Stephen know. Taylor too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Stephen Taylor, yeah. Probably two or three there about. And we know as the Caribbean um, folks, our children have to step it up. So our foundation too is trying to push it where we can get cricket into the schools in South Florida here. We can get it here throughout the country. We have to get cricket in the schools here. And I think if we do that, we will have more participation from Caribbean people's children in, 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 in cricket here. So I don't think, to be honest here, I don't think 2020 cricket has damaged test cricket per se. I think overall within itself, how oh, it, oh, 2020 has come in and the force that it's come with, it will eventually overtake and push test cricket aside. Getting by the way, to conclude, yeah, hold on one second. Well, Leon, one second, I'm wrapping up. Uh, by the way, boss, uh, uh, I will say congratulations, good luck, and wish you all the best for the event. Unfortunately, I'll be in Dubai at that time, so we'll not be able to attend. But I love what you guys doing it, and it's a great thing to have it. I don't care why the West Indies don't use legends too much in a development, but we love to have legends involved in U.S. cricket. That's a commitment we have. Thank oh, you so much. That, that is great. Oh, yeah. Thanks but a lot. Iva, Thanks a why lot. don't you come in? Come around in here, Iva. Yes, well. Good job, Lauren. Sir, Lauren Yagawo. Good evening, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, man. I, I call you and I left you a message, but you did not return my call. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That must mm-hmm. have been today. I'm in the pool. That's what it is. I'm in Georgia. <laughs> oh, you're in Georgia. Okay. You are you're not mm-hmm. here. Yes. Yes. I, I, I was looking for you. I was looking for you at the press conference we had yesterday. I, I must apologize. I was I had forgotten to send you the um the press release. I had forgotten to send it to you. So if I'd sent it you guys would have gotten it and probably you guys would have been at the press release yesterday at the stadium. What a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, thing your press conference yesterday at the stadium. Oh, no, I knew nothing of that. Question mm-hmm. Ivor? Yes, well, of course, question. Question, please. Mm. I would want to believe, let's go back to the stadium here. There's usually a fee of $1.50 to get into the park. So I think people going into the game would go to for free, but I think to get into the park itself would be $1.50. So bear, bear that in mind for the folks who are coming in and who are not driving. Um, no, uh, but we, we, have, we, have, we have absorbed it. Into the ten dollar for the parking, it is there. Oh, mm. okay. So once you come in into the cricket, it, it's the ten dollar parking. 
you you just part for ten dollars and you and you and you come in, no problem. There's no other fee get to be paid. Okay. Okay, good. good. I'm happy that we straighten that out. They are go- they are going to be reimbursed from that ten dollar in the parking. That's it. Everybody comes in and they'll be reimbursed. The park would be reimbursed for that. Okay. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Are the matches gonna be um televised any if you know broadcast? Yes, we want we want to do some streaming and I'm, uh, 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 what, when are you coming back in town? Um, in time for the matches. Okay, you'll be in time for the matches. All yeah. right. Um, yes, we're going to do some streaming, and I wanted us to talk to you. We, we'll talk off here anyway, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll talk off here anyway. But um, we, 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 we should be doing some streaming, yes. Okay. Pardon um, me? Oh, you're not finished. I will, why don't you give Audley a little chance? Audley, yeah, come on in. Audley, come on in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, 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 All right. Um, yes, sir. I heard, I, I know when, when you made that mention, when you, you, you made that statement that you think T20 cricket will ultimately dethrone or demolish test cricket, so to speak. I know you have made at least two panelists, two members of the panel, very happy. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, well, well, well. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I know, I know, yes, yeah. We, we, we argue, we talk about that a lot of times, and, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we have our, you know, different ideas. Yeah, so I, I think it's it's a wonderful thing for you know. We're wonder, I was wondering why there wasn't any legend match, you know, for a while. I know COVID intervened and stuff like, stuff like that, but I'm very happy to know that it's back. And uh, of course, I, I'll be God willing, I'll be there to lend my support as well. So mm. we're looking forward to everything and that wonderful day. All the best. I wish yes, you all the best. Man. Have, God bless. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot, and we want this the community to come out and um, and support it because when cricket is played here, you know, we, nobody comes into the stadium. We, we, we want it to start. Uh, this is like a precursor to the World Cup coming up, our, our game here. As I said early on, mm-hmm. it's going to be the last cricket match because they have to do some things at the stadium, like putting extra wickets and all of that. So I think our mm-hmm. game is going to be played on one of the, the new pitches that they put in for the World Cup, I think okay. we are going to be the guinea pigs. We are going to test out that uh, one of the wickets, the new, the new wickets that they are going to put in. I think the, I was told by the groundsman that um, they are going to um, test out the wicket that the, one of the pitches Champy. that we are going to play. Yeah, 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 my, yeah, my question would have been if you had played 320, but when he when made the statement, that was gone through the window. So, Lawrence, we have a couple of ladies on our panel, and I'm sure they would like to ask a question. Hi, she's in London, England. Hi, she's? Yes, I haven't got any questions, actually. Just just want to say hello, and it's good to hear you, to be speaking with you. It's quite a pleasure. Can you tell him your name? Yes, it is name? a pleasure. It is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. And we want the, we want the, British, we want the British community in South Florida to come out to the event. So if they are mm-hmm. hearing us, you I know, hope they, they can do. come out. Yeah, they can come out and enjoy our good days and meet the legends and take pictures with the legends. You know, these are guys who have entertained, entertained 
over the last 50, 50 years, you know, so they can come out and enjoy it. And as I said early on, we are being graced by the presence of Sir Vivian this time around, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the younger, the thing, you know, like uh, our sort of age, we sort of was cricket, but the younger people, they're football, so to get them in the yes, cricket yes, again. Yes. So it's, it's yeah. hard, really, you know, because the Western isn't doing too good. They tend to be going more to football. Yes, so they're going ways to of getting them back into cricket. That's correct. That's correct. They are running away and going to other sports right now because we exactly we, are, we, we, were, we have been losing for such a long time, you know. So, you know, we have a, they had performance here and there. Especially in yeah. the test match, test match arena. In the in the shorter version of the game, we we have always competed fairly well. The last time, the last um, twenty twenty World Cup, we didn't do all that well. We were kicked out early, although we had a relatively good team. You know, um, you know, for whatever reason, it, it, we uh, we just didn't do as well. You know, so hopefully, hopefully this time around in the in the Caribbean. We would, um, we can hope that we will lift it up and do, our guys would perform well. They have, they have been performing well for the last couple of series they've played. They had, they had one in South Africa, uh, they won against India, and they won against England recently. So that is good signs for us in the short version of the game. And we have well, some, good, good. some good young, some good young talent coming around, which yes, is reasonably good. Wonderful. You know? Yes, yes. And with the help yeah. of people like you and the others, I think that should encourage young people to, you know, once again look at cricket and be more interested in it. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks a lot, mm-hmm. too. And it was nice talking to you, yeah. Oh, and you, mm-hmm. and you. Yes. And we do have another lady, Donna Brown. Donna, come on in. Ask a question of your favorite cricketer. <laughs> Hello, good night, Mr. Good Rome. night, good night, good night. How I guess I'm done. Originally out of Nevis, but living okay. in New York okay. now. Okay. Okay. Of cricket, and I would have listened and thought about you over the years. And you're one of those great cricketers who did triple century, right? Who those cricket- Yes. I was looking toward the second after the great Garfield. Yes. Uh, yes. So kudos and commendations on that piece. Okay. Yes. Let's, so let's how, on. Thank you. how did you feel during okay. that piece when you made that great achievement? Well, 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 it's, well, it's two achievements that I um that I have that, you know, looking back now, um, I think I've okay. spoken about it on the cricket show before, looking back now, you, you really touch yourself and, and, and ask yourself, boy, I, I really did that, you know. When I made mm-hmm. my debut test match, I was asked recently which of the um, the performances I think was the, um, the, um, the, the, the stronger of the two. And I had to, I had to say it was the, the, the debut test match where I made the 200 and the 100 coming out for the first time and stepping up into test cricket and to make 200 and 100, it was um, really a, a remarkable performance when you look back at it now and then. It's 52 years now, I think, coming up. 
since I've done oh. that. And I'm, and I'm the only person who have done it on debut. So that is fabulous. The, three, the 302 is great. We are a member of the 300 Club. It's only four West Indians have done it. And I think it's only 31 players in the history of the game have made a triple hundred. 31. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Australia has the most triple hundred. I think they probably have about seven or nine there about. I'm, I'm pushing out numbers. And England, I think, is the next one. I think England have five or six there about. And then the West Indies has four, which is really commendable for our small population that we have. You know, we have four people who have made triple hundred. And we have the world record all included in that. We have Brian Lara. <clears throat> and we have Brian Lara and Chris Gale. They have done it twice. And, um, and um, Chris Gale has a special one there wherein he had made one in Sri Lanka. He's the only one that's made one abroad. So mm-hmm. that is a special special achievement for Chris. And um, okay. and then Brian and then Brian himself has the world record as four hundred and one there about. So this is a okay. club. We, we we call it the three hundred club and we're going to have some memorabilia on the three hundred club which we are going to auction off on the night of the at the at the banquet dinner. So okay. those are going to be some good good pieces for collectors mm-hmm. to collect that night, yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you so Le- much. Yeah. Le- 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 one more Le- 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 time, Simon. Let's hear, let's hear from Simon. Simon hasn't said anything yet. Simon, come on in. And then, oddly. Yes, Simon, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm Any learning questions? from the great Any cricketers questions? you have there. Lawrence Rowe. Mr. Lawrence Rowe, question for you. Yes, sir. I... I've learned my cricket in England. I played for a club in England. I was a number two batsman. Okay. I faced a lot of fast bowlers, but I was much more comfortable against spinners, although I'm an opening batsman. Uh, how do you okay. feel? You prefer to play the spinners or the fast bowlers? Which you preferred? For me personally, I, I, I think I was one of the West Indian batsmen of that era who I, I mastered both, 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 both types of bowlers. Okay. I, I think I played boat, boat, boat bowling as well. I, I didn't you. have any problem playing either of them, you know. So, you know, and, and then, then in my early years, coming in at number three, you yeah. had to be able to, um, to play the quicks well. Um, most times they say your number three batsman, usually, number three batsman is usually your best player. Yeah, you usually, know? yeah. So when, when yeah, usually, so when you get that spot, Usually, you are uh, the top man, the top batsman in the team. But right. over the years, over the years, as you get a little older, we always tend to start to step down the order a little bit. Number four, number five, number six, and then you're out. So you prefer to play the, the spinners or the fast bowlers? He said both. It didn't, matter. Both. It, did, it didn't really matter to me. I, I handled both mm. as well, I think. Okay, mm. okay. I, that's a good answer. That's what I wanted to find out, you know. Okay, because, thank um, you, Simon. Thank a a you. lot of West Indians are, are very, very, not very good at playing spins. The best yes, players we had right. in my time was um, mm. uh, Chanda Paul and Hooper. They played very good spin. Oh. Yes, <laughs> they played well. They played well. They were a good player, but spin. Brian Lara was a fabulous player spin as well. Well, Lara is a genius. I'm not going to even call yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he yeah. was right <laughs> up here. 
Okay, Simon. Thank you. Time is running out of time.
in terms of what club life is all about. Because when we were there, mm. we used to be able to stay at the club after cricket. You could sit there and have a drink, and the opposition would sit with you and you talk, and you know you could talk to your colleagues, and that is where ideas change and people learn from each other. You yeah. you, you can't do that anymore in certain clubs here. We you, you can't stay there too late. No, the only club I think in Jamaica that you can spend any time there now is like Melbourne. It's central located and you can go up there and sit in for a couple of hours. You can sit in there. And that is no good for our cricket. If, you know, if that situation is not being fixed, we have to be able to have some sort of security that club life can come back down there. And uh, one of the other areas that I think is bad is that I came through a system called the Matcham system which it was a primary school system um, and that was the ages between, say, 9 and 15 years old, thereabout. And that mm. competition, that is what brought me up. And it was called the Matcham competition. Some of the older mm. folks who is listening would know about that. And uh-huh. that, is, that I don't think is no longer in existence in Jamaica. And that is where, that is grassroots, where the uh, underprivileged kids, the poorer kids, would be able to play in that kind of competition. And if I were to do something there, that is what I would revive. I would try to revive that, wherein we, we get the, the folks at that age playing, playing again at that, at that stage, wherein the, the government-aided primary school can push it out there. You know, so my, my aim is if I was to get back to Jamaica, that is something that I try to push to get that going mm-hmm. again. <laughs> we have one lady, Murchie. She's a follower of yours, I believe. Murchie, just say hi to Sir Lawrence to me. And then we ask Dennis to finalize. She had some more questions. Murchie, are you with us? Hi. Yes. Yes. Hi. Mm-hmm. Night. Hi. Hi. Good night. Good night. It's a pleasure meeting you in this forum. And uh, I would just like to say congratulations to all your success and blessings on all your future endeavors. Have a good thanks night. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And I did say earlier when I come up, Happy New Year to all. The cricket show have been yes. have been um, good to me over the years. You guys have mm-hmm. brought me on um, a lot of times and I still have that wonderful present that you guys give me. I have it right yes. on top of my, where my TV is. You guys who, yes. who know about this present know what I'm talking about, you know. Yes, 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 yes indeed. Very much appreciated. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Dennis, will you close out and open open if you haven't... I know you didn't finish it all your questions, but we had to make sure everybody get a chance to talk with the legend. It's just an opportunity you don't don't get regularly. And I'm sure I have some more questions. So, what question, whoever wants to get in in Dennis, and then get in, you all can close it out. Question for you, um, Mark. Looking back in your career, the problem with your eyesight and your grass allergy was reported to have affected your career. Did you have problems with these issues before your cricket career took off? And were you able to get medical treatment that would that could have prolonged your career? Uh, no, I didn't have those problems. I was not aware that I had a eye problem, mm-hmm. uh, which was there. Basically, it was there from a starting. But 
I, I suppose that I had worked so hard that I didn't have a problem picking up the ball from 22 yards. And I was young then, you know, you're, you're 20, 21, 22 when, you, when I played for the West Indies. So you, 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 the youthfulness was there. So I noticed early on that I could not have read the scoreboard like if I was in the pavilion, I couldn't read the scoreboard very well from where I was sitting. But when I was in the middle batting from 22 yards, I had no problem. And that is where the whole thing happened for me when I, um, when I was going to India in 1974. Um, I went to a restaurant and the manager, who was Jerry Alexander at the time, he took me to a restaurant, Autobarrett, the later Autobarrett, and myself, we were going on to India. So we reached England a little bit earlier than the rest of the players who was coming up from the Eastern Caribbean. So he took us to dinner. And at dinner, I had the menu right up to my eyes. So he, he, he said to me, why are you reading with the menu so close to you? I told him, I said, that's how I read. And he said to mm-hmm. me at the time that he, he thinks that, no, the, the, that, can't be, that can't be good. I um, must have something wrong with my eyes. So um, when we get to India, the, the opening match I played, they would play at a place called Pune. And... Um, and um, this, this fast bowler, Gavri, he had played for India eventually. He bowled me a bouncer, and I hooked it for six, but slipped and hit the wicket. And I was mm. out, hit wicket. So when I went in the pavilion, the guys were laughing like crazy. Oh, this guy knocked me over on my stump. And it happened like a joke. The man just said that. He, he, we'll have to get my eyes tested. There, so I laughed. I, I was laughing like crazy because I didn't think anything was wrong with me, really. And um, I, I said, "Okay, no problem. I'll go." And I went. And um, when the optician did it, when he blocked out one eye, you know, they test your eyes. They blocked one out and tell you to read the chart on the board. And when I was reading the chart, I think from my right eye, I uh, I could only see the top line. I could only read the top line. Mm-hmm. And um, and um. And they say right here and then I had a very rare case of stigmatism. And um, if they give me the glasses, they could correct it. So I right away said yes, because, hey, you know, if, if, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm doing so well in test cricket now and I'm, and I'm using almost just one eye, if, if I have two eyes, I would be a demon. <laughs> so I, I, got the, I got the glasses. But when I got the glasses, it was creating all sorts of problems for me. The pitch was, was much longer than it was. The ball was sort of a head-shaped. And um, I was having a terrible time with it. So I was out for a while. And um, then um, the manager got a letter from a professor there. And he said that glasses cannot be, if I'm supposed to play at this store, glasses cannot help me to come with the problems that I have. I cannot use glasses. It has to be contact lenses. Mm-hmm. So I, I then said to the manager, um, Alexander at the time, then send me to England to get my um, my contact lens. I don't want to get them in India. So um, they <laughs> shipped me off to England. They shipped me off to England for six weeks, saying I, I'll go back in, um, in a month on the tour. So I went to England. And when I went to England, they, they sent me to the best in all the street in England. And when they examine my eyes, they say, no way I can get back to India because uh, the problem is far, is far worse than they thought it was. I had um, 
a funny shape high and to make contact lens for me to make it work. It just couldn't happen. But the tour mm. heading for me there. I had to come back home and then I had a thing called a pterygium growing on the same high. So mm. then I had to I had to remove that pterygium off the ice. So I did the operation in Jamaica. So I was out of the game then from being the number one batsman in the world, I was out of the game for a year right there and then. And then oh. when I pick it back up the next the next series I had was when I went to to um to Australia in seventy five six. That was the that was the series that I had next. And that was coming mm. back from all of the, all of that with the eye problem and trying to get accustomed to hard contact lenses at the time. Anybody who uses contact lens know how difficult that was. Yes. So I was going through a period there where it was very, very tough for me to, to really maintain it, to stay in there and to play. So some of the performances during that period becomes very, very mediocre per se mm. because I just worked my way back into the whole thing. Then I um, <clears throat> World Series cricket came in uh, '77. I broke my hand when Pakistan came to the West Indies and um, in 77. I was playing a shell shield match and fell back and broke my, my wrist. So I never played a test match against Pakistan. Never played in my career. Never played a test match against Pakistan. Man, I broke my hand just before the, the test series started against Pakistan the West Indies. And then I had to fight back like hell to, um, to maintain and come back into um, to maintain a career where I eventually played for about 10, 12 years. So coming back was extremely difficult under those circumstances with the allergy to grass. You're playing on the grass and then you have allergy and then you're using the contact lenses. So the combination of both was like crazy. When I look back today, I have to wonder how, long, how my career that lasted that long with all those problems. Mm-hmm. If I if I didn't okay. have those problems, I I believe I would have rewritten the I would have rewritten the cricket book, really. <laughs> the cricket book, really. Thank you, you know, so much. Shot, you know, really. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. So yes. so Lawrence, can you just go run over the event that is going to be happening in a, in a short while? Just tell the public who might have um, joined us late. What is all about? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, we. Yes, it's a three-day weekend. We're having, and um, the Friday night, the players come in on the Friday night, and that is a close event for just about 100 people, sponsors, and the guys who come in and, you know, um, close associates with the foundation. And then um, we have Saturday morning, we have a free coaching clinic at the Broad Regional Park, and that is for all ages, boys and girls. You know, women cricket is very big now, so um, we invite all kids to come out. It's only two hours, so you have to be there on time because we have to prepare ourselves for the gala in the evening. So that's why the coaching session is going to be only two hours. And then we have the gala in the evening. And that starts at um, 6 p.m. We start the gala. We have a happy hour. And then we go into the, um, the honoring of me with the 300 Club. It's 50 years since I've made the 202, and the foundation is honoring me this year for it. And um, <clears throat> we have uh, we have some great legends coming in. Top line of our Sir Vivian Richards is joining us this year 
And, you know, he missed this by seven runs. He missed the 300 club by seven runs. He made and a nine runs. 291. at the overall, yes. Mm. He missed it by, by nine runs. You know, so he'll be coming in. And we have the great Sandra Roberts who will be here with us. We have the great Courtney Walsh who will be here with us. Those are the top three headliners um, with Joel Garner would be here as well. So we have a star-studded group of former legends who would be here. And then we go to the cricket match at the park on the Sunday. It's totally free. We want the community to come out and support it. We're going to play two cricket matches. The legends would be on hand for, for photographs and um, signing autographs and reminiscing and going into all sorts of things, you know, over the years. Question can be asked and all of that kind of stuff. We have a VIP section, which is going to be $75 for the VIP section, coming to the VIP section, but, the, but it's all free in the stand. It's all free at the park today. There's going to be a $10 parking. So you just park and come in and enjoy the day. It's going to be a beautiful day. We have activities going on. So come on out and enjoy. You can pick up your tickets for the gala carib tickets dot com just go online and purchase your tickets there there are still tickets available for that and we hope you know the foundation is for a good cause you know um whatever we make we try to um to bless a legend who did not do as well as the present guys are doing in the sport now mm-hmm. so we want the, the, the public to come out and support it we are up with a foundation the 501c3 foundation so we accept uh, donations so we can go to the website the Lawrence Row Legendary Cricket Foundation dot org in, in, in abbreviation you can go on that and, um, and, vi- and visit with us so we intend to have a fabulous time so we, we want everybody to come out and support the event if you don't come to the gala yes. come to the cricket park and support it we want to thank you so much, Sir Lawrence, for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us and promoting your event. We wish you all the best, and we will do our part here to promote it as much as we can. And most of all, we want you to celebrate your birthday, 75 years. Thanks. I don't remember Thanks when I was lot. 71. 75. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. The good Lord, the good Lord has blessed me with 75 good years, and I'm feeling real good. Hopefully, you can bless mm-hmm. me with some more. You know, mm-hmm. and I thank you Anyone guys a lot. Anyone who wants to step in the words to Lars? Just, just come right in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone else want to say the final words? You have, you have a limited time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, Lars, thank you so I much. I want to say, yeah, man, thanks right. for having me. And always, I've been a friend of the show. And always be available to you guys to come on and talk with you guys about cricket anytime. Thanks a lot. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy
have another show. You join us next week from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You call 1-515-605-9850. Good night, all. On behalf good of all night. of us, we wish you all a wonderful, wonderful week. Good night, and God bless you all, and thank you all for good coming night. on. And make we have, have a, a great week. Show. God bless. Good, good night. Good, good night. Good night. Bye. Good night, Grant. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Have a blessed week. Likewise. Bye. 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 Five six three nine 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 three six nine three five six three nine 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 three six nine three Caribbean Global Voices Saturday morning nine a.m. to twelve noon. Okay. Good night, all, and God bless you all. Good night. God bless. God bless you all too. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.